Hey friends, today I want us to God's mercy. God's mercy, we can call it His grace because the Bible says that His mercy endures forever. When we look at Romans chapter 9, verse 10, there is this verse I would read or it would play through my mind and it, I wouldn't see God's mercy. It says, not only that, but Rebecca's children had one and the same father, our father Isaac. Yet before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's purpose in election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls, showed the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. So I looked at where this verse was quoted we're in the book of romans and they're quoting that this is what the lord said but then when you read where this verse was quoted from god doesn't actually mention that that jacob i loved and esau i hated so that was the first thing verse 14 what then shall we say is god unjust not at all for he says to moses i will have mercy on whom i have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not therefore depend on man's desire or effort, but on God's mercy. So I want to let you know that the kind of mercy that the Lord had for us was even before we were born. The fact that you are fully able, like you're not disabled, the fact that your brain is working normally upstairs, is not because of anything it has said it does not depend on man's desire or effort it doesn't mean that because your parents are alive it doesn't mean that it's you who desired that the most it doesn't mean that because you've received the gift of salvation you put a lot of effort praying and fasting and all that no it is just mercy he has mercy on whom he desires to have mercy on and then he shows his love to whom he desires to show love to but then I decided to also look at the Esau whom God hated. When the Lord hates you, what happens? Because when you look at the Bible, it says that he is the Lord who lets the rain go to the sinners and the good people at the same time. He lets the sun shine both to the good and the bad. Genesis chapter 33 verse 8. Um, to cut this story short, Esau Esau's blessing had been given to Jacob. His father actually ended up cursing him. But you know something amazing about God? Despite the fact that Isaac had cursed Esau, and they are claiming that the Lord hated Esau, see Esau's ending. 33, Genesis chapter 33, verse 8 says, Esau asked, he was asking Isaac, after Isaac, they were meeting again after him stealing his blessing and years had passed. What do you mean by all these Jews I met? So Jacob was trying to buy his brother's mercy and compassion and forgiveness by sending him thousands of cattle and sheep and whatever it was that he sent him. You read the previous verses. To find favor in your eyes, my Lord, he said. But Esau said, I already have plenty, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Is this, is this typical of someone that the Lord hates? His father had cursed him, but the Lord did not let that happen. This is just evidence that 
even if the Lord may have someone who he favors, even those that the world does not favor, the Lord has something for you. The Lord just doesn't have something small for you because the fact that Esau refused his brother's token in the beginning meant that he already had more than enough, meaning the Lord had blessed him despite the fact that his father had spoken a curse unto him. And this Isaac we're talking about, Esau was his favorite son. So I want to tell you that people can change, but the Lord does not change. When he says he's merciful, he means exactly that. He is merciful. We're going to look at Deuteronomy. Before we look at Deuteronomy, I want us to see another example. Genesis chapter 21 verse 5. Sorry, chapter 21, verse 15. It talks about Ishmael. This Ishmael was the illegitimate son of Abraham. Remember Abraham, God had promised him a son. And then he kind of messed up and slept with Haggai. And then he ended up getting Ishmael. So obviously we know that this wasn't the child God loved. Because this wasn't the child of his covenant. And we expect God probably to treat him in some kind of different way. But that's not who the Lord is. He's there for the for the outcast. He's there for the people that the world has abandoned. Sometimes we are those people in society. Sometimes we are not those ones that the people assume that the Lord has favored. But it doesn't matter what has happened in your life because God's mercy is for everyone. Let's read verse 15. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down nearby, about a bow a bo shot away. For she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there nearby, she began to sob. So she was crying. Haggai was crying because they had sent her away. You can imagine how unfair Sarah had been. Sarah was the same person who told her to sleep with her husband. And then, okay, yes, also Haggai, Nachisusa, when she bore a son, she started to despise Sarah. So Sarah got fed up and was like, you know what? You people, leave my home. She told the husband, chase away these people. Verse 17, God had the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Haggai from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Haggai? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. So there is a point God is going to be merciful. It doesn't matter what sins your parents have done. Whether you are an illegitimate child, the Lord is merciful. And whenever you cry, he hears your cry. Then the Lord opened her eyes. Anyway, to cut the long story short, even if they had sent this child away, God made sure that this boy got his own inheritance. Despite the fact that the father had been at first reckless and just given them that wineskin of, of that, 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 what was it? Okay, that water and some little food. But the Lord is just, he's, he's the father to the fatherless. He's, he's the husband to the widows. We're going to conclude by reading Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 23. So some people are going to hear this and see it as a passport to sin and do every wrong thing. No, the Lord's mass is like an elastic band. There is a point where you can pull it and it extends but there is a point when you exceed it breaks 
So that's what God's mercy is like. This is Moses telling the children of Israel. At that time, I pleaded with the Lord. O sovereign Lord, you have begun to show to your servant your greatness and your strong hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do the deeds and mighty works you do? Let me go over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, that fine hill country and Lebanon. But because of you, the Lord was angry with me and would not listen to me. So Moses had an issue with his anger. And many times I think the Lord had warned him about it. First and foremost, he killed an Egyptian because he was angry that Egyptian had fought with, with an Israelite. And then I think the Lord excused him. Before you know it, Moses is quarreling at the children of the Israelites. He's calling them rebels. Instead of speaking to the stone, I think the Lord told him to speak to the stone. And he got a stick and just hit the rock. So he had a lot of anger and so many other instances where he displayed his anger. He broke the Ten Commandments. And you know the funny thing about God is that you... Whatever excuse you have for your sinning or whatever you're doing wrong is he's not going to listen to it. When he says forgive, it doesn't matter what those people have done to you. The word is forgive. When he says do not steal, do not tell lies, it doesn't matter what excuse you're giving for what you're doing. The Lord is not a liar. You reap exactly what you sow. He cannot be fooled. And then Moses tries to put the blame on the the children of the Israelites. Of course they did annoy him. But one thing I want to tell you is the devil is always going to use people around you to provoke you so that you miss out on heaven, so that you miss out on the promised land. And no excuse whatsoever is going to change the mind of the Lord when he has warned you over and over again. And now his mercy has ceased. But because of you, the Lord was angry with me and would not listen to me. That is enough, the Lord said. The Lord was like, you know what, Moses, it's enough, it's enough. Quit, quit trying to explain to me. Do not speak to me anymore about this matter. Go up to the top of Pishga and look west and north and south and east. Look at the land with your own eyes. Since you are not going to cross this Jordan. So this is the same thing. You can be stubborn all you want and insist to do wrong things when you know the right thing. But when the Lord chooses to be stubborn, it is the same thing. He will show you whatever you, you, you missed out on. Let me say you're walking in fornication and you know it's wrong. He will just give you a sample of the kind of marriage you are supposed to have, the happy family, and he will show you. By the way, that's what you were supposed to have. And you plead, God, please give me a chance and you'll be like, no. And how do we know? How lucky will you be? Because Moses was a friend of God. But what about you? What if you miss out on heaven? Let that be food for thought. And of course, don't forget to share this audio with a friend. It's not too late for you to repent. It's not too late for the Lord's mercy to be shown unto us. Stay blessed.